Hey, welcome to the Create Unknown. I am Kevin Lieber. With me, as always, is Matthew Tabor. And Matt, you have some kind of YouTube story to tell me that I don't really know anything about, so it's impossible for me to to intro. So why don't you just kind of take it away? Okay. Yeah. Uh, somebody uh, who is a constant listener of the show sent in a story that I think you're in a great position to advise on. Okay. Uh, but first we do need to thank our sponsor, uh, Eagle Brand Sardines. <laughs> they've been they've been providing tins of salty, slimy, slide down your throat sardines for a hundred years, and God willing, they'll do it for a hundred more. Uh, they're so generous with their sponsorship. We we have to thank them at the top of the show. Yeah, I mean, my entire house smells of delicious sardines because of their their patronage. <laughs> but it did before the sponsorship too. <laughs> it did, but now I have an excuse as to why. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so we get this. You know, I get this message, um, and and I gotta I gotta set this up for you. It's it's YouTube related, okay? And to start this off. You have seen the channel that we'll be talking about. Now, we can't identify it for privacy's sake, but can you summarize what you saw so that everybody understands roughly what we're talking about? Yeah. So right before we started recording, Matt sent me this channel and and just essentially said, here's this channel that we'll be talking about just so you have some sort of frame of reference. And what it is, is a couple of kids. I'm not good at guessing the age of children, but they're definitely under 10. I mean, they're, they're kids for sure. Yep. They um, are just reacting to things. They don't have a lot of videos. They, I think there are maybe five videos that I saw on the channel. It's a very small channel. And I think it's pretty new. Yeah, I think there are more videos than that. Um, if you, if you look at the whole catalog, but it's, it's not hundreds. It's, you know, like a dozen or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's small. It's, it's, Two kids, I'm assuming that they're brothers, and the editing is fantastic. It's clear that a family member is, you know, editing this for them. It's very high level production quality. And they're just reacting to stuff. They're reacting to Pokemon and guessing Pokemon. They react to a series of videos and see if they can laugh or, or if they will laugh, the try not to laugh challenge, that kind of thing. It's it's standard fare with uh, a couple of kids and that's it. That's all. That's all I have to take from it. So we've got two elementary school aged kids that are doing series of challenges and, and reaction videos on a channel. That's that's a fair summary, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah. And it's really nicely okay. made. And clearly they they have some sort of help uh, with their dad or mom or whatever. Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's family member. I don't think it's their dad. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they're not doing it. If if fourth graders could edit like that, then we're out of jobs very soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they, they have this channel. Uh, it's these two kids. We'll call the older one Billy and we'll call the younger one Timmy. Okay? Billy and Timmy. OK, so Billy is the older. Timmy is the younger. Uh, but they're pretty close in age. It's not like it's not like a ten year difference. They're they're you know a year or two apart kind of thing. Yeah, I didn't even really so, notice that one was that much older than the other. Yeah, they pretty much like if they were in the same class, you wouldn't think twice. Yeah. So here's what's going on, and I'm gonna I'm gonna pull this I'm gonna pull this up here so I get it right. 
Um, just from that channel, you, you pretty much had the story, right? That these two brothers are making videos, uh, with a family member who, who edits them. He's very good at what he does. Uh, and yeah, he's, he's really good. Uh, so they, they were just kind of playing around and then this was a testing ground for, uh, the adult in the situation to play around with, with video editing. Um, you know, try, try some things out on a low stakes channel. And it was just done for fun. Uh, these kids are, are, uh, I don't know how many videos you watched, but the kids are pretty entertaining. Like they're (laughs) really good on camera. Um, it's, uh, it's a good premise. Uh, They're good kids. So they made these videos for family to get a kick out of. Uh, I really wasn't intended to be more than that. And which I did when I was a kid, even though there was no YouTube and we just had, my uncle had a camcorder and we would make videos at the same age as them just with a camcorder. I mean, not reacting to stuff, but what's a video that you made with a camcorder back in the day? Like give an example of what one of these videos was. Oh, just like dancing to MC hammer, stuff like that. Probably just like a lot of, (laughs) probably just a lot of dancing, (laughs) dancing videos of, you know, like four year old Kevin uh, dancing to Michael Jackson or whatever. Just simple stuff like that. It was not nearly as elaborate as what these kids are doing, kind of like reacting to YouTube videos. But if I were, you know, in their shoes today, I would definitely be doing or at least want to do the same stuff. And they're lucky to have a family member who's so good at the production side that the videos are really, really well done. Did any of these tapes survive, by the way? Like yes. at one point, you sure. have you have like the MC Hammer dancing tapes. Somewhere, my, my parents do. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, this is going to have to come out at some point. <laughs> yeah, it's going to take <laughs> a little bit of work though because they're on, you know, I don't even know what they're called, but it was like before mini DV it were these tiny tapes and then you put the tiny tape inside yeah, the a VHS one, right? tape. Yeah. And then yeah, you could put I, I the, forget what that was called too. I don't know, man. This is how it worked in, in the old 1980s. So we would have to get some way of like digitizing it from that old equipment, but um, I'm sure it can be done. I'm sure that we can make that happen. So these kids have a better setup than that. Um, yes. and at a certain, yeah, much better. And at a certain point they think, okay, let's pop this on YouTube and play with the channel. They understand that it's not going to be a monetized thing. Uh, and this was, this was all done before the Copa changes happened on YouTube. So now it's really not going to be a monetized ad money kind of grab. Is it Copa? Copa? Yeah. Have you, as opposed to Copa? Kappa is what I was thinking. Yeah. C-O-P-P-A for the uninitiated. Um, regardless of how you pronounce it, it is revenue death for, <laughs> for kids channels. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Channels uh, that are pointed toward kids content. Uh, and, and I think these channels certainly would be. I don't see a whole lot of people over 13 watching these videos habitually. No, no. no. It's a, it would be cool to, you know, watch other kids have a ball on this. And I think that's pretty much their audience. Well, you know, they, they're not big. They have a couple hundred subs. Okay. And which that's kind of remarkable. I mean, when you're 10, if there were 200 people or a hundred people somewhere in the world who wanted to watch everything you did, <laughs> that's kind of amazing. Yeah. I remember thinking that was amazing at like 26. 
<laughs> so they start making these videos and there's no there's no pressure on these kids to pump out content okay there's no editorial schedule on it this is not like a youtube sweatshop uh of, of reaction content no it's a bunch of people having fun with youtube and, and the equipment um family starts to show these videos around friends do because they're good uh the kids start showing them around at school as well uh and the dynamic i guess is is okay between the two the two brothers the younger one gets a, a little bit out of shape here and there because he doesn't win as many of the challenges uh, but it's uh you know it's just it sucks to lose right yeah it's that's, a good life lesson for for timmy though <laughs> sometimes yeah, it's you like, lose timmy playing video games with with an older sibling and you probably lose more than you win yeah 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 i was just looking so i'm a, I'm a big football fan and i was just uh watching an interview with george kittle who's a tight end for the 49ers he's one of the best players in the league and he told this whole story about when he was a kid his older sister would just wreck him in every single sport for a really long time and he remembered like once he got old enough to start beating his sister at you know basketball or hockey hockey whatever it was it was a big deal for him so yeah little siblings no matter what you're doing you yeah. go through that that period of getting whooped by an old older sibling and that's the extent of of any issues on the channel itself so basically no issues just like kids being kids mm mm-hmm. mhm uh, so some people start to look forward to the next round of videos here. There's a little bit of audience traction happening within the community. Again, friends and family kind of stuff, but they like these. Everybody likes uh, seeing the new ones. And I'm sure they're getting shared around like on Facebook and, and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, they're also cognizant of, you know, if this does get really popular, like, it's not going to be something that, you know, it's not going to turn into a job for the kids. So mm -hmm. like they, they're in a healthy place with all of this. So something happens. This is when the problem Kevin Lieber of Vsauce 2 needs to advise on. Something happens at this point. You know, a teacher uh, even plays one of the videos uh, in, in one of the classes at school. Everybody starts to realize that... These two kids have a YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. They become celebrities in school. Mm -hmm. So the older kid seems to do all right with this. Uh, Billy is okay. Billy, who seems to be like a relatively, you know, popular, liked, well-liked kid, whatever is, is used to, uh, a little bit of attention, you know, there's just nothing crazy here with his YouTube fame. Okay. The, the younger one, Timmy, Timmy gets an ego. Oh, Timmy no. gets, Timmy gets a little bit of swagger and by a little bit, it's a lot of bit. Mm -hmm. Other kids start to want to be his friend because He's a famous YouTuber now. Okay. And meanwhile, this kid can't be possibly older than first grade. He's little. I think little he's older kid. than that. I No, I think he's about eight or nine. So third um, grade, maybe? Yeah, third grade, I think, is a, is a solid okay. estimate on this. 
but young. So in third grade, that's right. That's that's still pretty young. Yeah. Uh, he he gets a little bit little bit of an ego, okay? And again, we're talking an eight-ish year old kid who's got some fun, goofy stuff that he's the star of. Not a problem there, but it starts to boil over. So somebody tells Timmy that a kid made fun of his friend. Timmy pushes the kid down and holds him down while his friends sit on the offender. Okay. <laughs> so is, Timmy is getting violent. Okay. Timmy like is so many a celebrities. <laughs> like <laughs> like so many celebrities, they they eventually think they can do whatever they want. Yeah, so the strange thing and and this is what really made me take notice on the story, okay? Is that after this, the kid who's been pushed down and sat on doesn't doesn't care. He still wants to be Timmy's friend. He, he tells people this because Timmy is a famous YouTuber. So Timmy, who's who's got like 2000 views on YouTube, is throwing a kid around and <laughs> has enough YouTube clout to get away with it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so what's the um, question should they shut down the uh youtube channel because timmy is uh becoming a jerk well it, it, there's a, a little bit more that, that came after it i mean one of the one of the teachers intervened and said something like uh, timmy these kids look up to you because you're a youtube star and you shouldn't be acting this way you need to set a better example for the other kids uh right but- as, as an eight-year-old role model as an eight-year-old role model YouTube celebrity who has 200 subs and 2,000 views on YouTube, um, the way it was described, the dynamic is that they they seriously look up to this kid like like he was Mr. Beast. There's no distinction between this kid's or these kids rather level of YouTube fame and anybody who's legitimately YouTube famous. So yes, he, he engaged in this because he thought he was defending one of his friends. So that, that makes a slight difference. It's not like he just like randomly picked a kid and thumped on him. (laughs) Yeah. So we've got a few levels of problem here. Okay. There's where do you as, as Dr. Kevin want to start on this? Because the way I see it, Timmy's got a problem. Timmy's got a problem processing his fame. Uh, Timmy's parents have a problem with their son being turned into a celebrity monster over his YouTube fame. And then it seems a little weird to me that that the teachers are going beyond just encouraging something cool, which I think it's awesome. Like if a kid in my class was making YouTube videos, celebrate that, encourage it, show the class like, this is cool. This is great. But treating him like a YouTube star seems a little odd to me. So which one of these three things, Timmy, teacher, parent, do you want to start with? Well, the, to me, the whole thing really comes down to when you should be putting your kids on YouTube. I mean, I don't have kids, so you know, it's it's easy for me to say that you should put some some kind of hard like age 
limit or or whatever like some sort of barrier like you have to t- before you have to turn 13 like no being on YouTube until you're 13 i mean literally YouTube's not supposed to have people under the age of 13 that was that was something that that was some like legal thing that they did for a really long time to try to avoid this COPPA stuff is they would just say like, well, like no one under 13 on YouTube. And then they created that YouTube kids app to try to help. And that didn't help right. either. And, and the reason that COPPA exists, which is, which is not about YouTube. It's just about me. It's a, it's a federal law that has to do with children and media. That's finally being applied to YouTube. Like YouTube finally has to do something about it. Cause they're, Pretty sure they're being sued or they were sued, like something bad happened. Um, they had to pay a pretty hefty fine. Is that what they? it was? Yeah, like yeah, it cost them it was huge. Like <laughs> a lot of money. Like a I don't want to throw out a number, but it was millions and millions of dollars for sure. Yeah, it was tens of millions. I think it was something like sixty or seventy, I forget at this point. But that was, was last year. It was a lot of millions of dollars, yeah. So they now have to abide by COPPA and they're making all YouTube channels like kind of self proclaim that, you know, that the content that they're making is for kids or is not for kids. And if it is for kids, then all of these restrictions occur upon selecting that your content is for kids. You can't leave comments. You can't, I don't know if you can leave likes or dislikes. Like basically it just becomes a video posting platform and there are almost no community aspects or like community features allowed on kid kids content at all. I don't think, I don't even know if you can like embed or share, like it gets really, really limited what you can or can't do. And and like you said earlier, it is killing a lot of kids channels, but. And it's also making some adult channels go into a weird place because we have a friend who uh, does some animation stuff. And so the thumbnails for these videos are out of necessity cartoons because it's animation, right? So they're drawn, uh, the thumbs are taken from the animated video. And for some reason, even though the content is adult content or, you know, not content for kids, it's not like not safe for work adult content. No, it's, it's just not kids content. Um, but all the suggested videos are for like Peppa Pig. <laughs> like yeah. Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> yeah. Just because the animation clicks that, uh, you know, in the in whatever algorithm they're using there. So, yeah, the, the changes are sweeping, whether it's that selecting the self-reporting, self-policing aspect or how YouTube is treating them. So that's weird. Well, that's weird. And that's a, that's a hiccup of the algorithm. And I'm sure that they'll iron that out. You know, I had that video, the Russian roulette video got picked up as being a Peppa Pig video. And I tweeted about that as well. You know, the, you got pigged also then. Yeah. The algorithm scans your thumbnail and, and it will kind of delineate your content and group your content based on just what the thumbnail looks like, what they think your content is based on the thumbnail, not even the metadata. Or the, you know, the written metadata. And mm-hmm. and that happened to me with the, the Russian roulette video because I had Balloon Kevin and Balloon Kevin in the thumbnail <laughs> looked like some kind of janky Peppa Pig. So people were <laughs> tweeting me that like, yo, I've never watched a Peppa Pig video in my life, but all of the recommended videos next to your Russian roulette video are about <laughs> Peppa Pig. Like it's very broken. But I'd watch a video of Peppa Pig playing Russian roulette though. I'd watch that. 
Oh, I think that we all would. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I don't even really know anything about Peppa Pig. I just know, I just heard of it. But the thing that I, that I would say is I just find it weird in general putting kids on YouTube. I just find that weird. I find the family channels strange where like a family is literally monetizing the cuteness of their own kids, like for people around the world. Like, I just think personally that that is weird. It's weird to me because these kids, they don't know what's happening. I mean, you're four, five or younger and you, your life is being blasted on the internet with you having no idea what any of that means or what it is. Uh, and feel free Anybody who's listening, feel free, Matt, to completely disagree with me on this, but I think it's just weird to begin with to be sticking kids on YouTube for like strangers to watch. That's an odd thing to me. I would be really interested in in people's perspectives on exactly this. Now, first, to start off, like we we have to be honest that – Kevin, you and I are just not the target demographic for any of these channels. None, so, no, not at all. You know, so, I don't watch them. I'm not interested in them. I just find them weird. Yeah. So it, it like, so yeah, we're we're just not gonna be super into you know family document you know documentary channels uh, about like that's just not us, right? No. Um. So, uh, but but something popped the other day on Twitter. That I, I didn't know what to think of it, okay? And uh, I'm prefacing this by saying what I'm about to say is not a criticism of Phil DeFranco or his parenting or anything like that. No, no, no. No, it's not. But he posted a thing this week uh, where his son, who I think is like four or something like that, you know, he posted, um, oh, grabbed my wife's phone. We thought he was playing a game or something. But I guess he ran around the house doing kind of a vlog and was was saying things like, you know, like and subscribe and this and that. <laughs> and it's like, you know, cute kid moment. Okay. Uh, so, again, this is not a criticism of any of that. But I'm looking at that and thinking, you're, you're four. You're four years old and, and processing the world as though there's an audience watching and you're saying like and subscribe. I'm like, this is not how we grew up. And I it's not how probably anybody watching or listening to this show grew up. You know, it's so it just shocked me as kind of a completely different mindset and completely different world. And if you're four or five and watching uh videos and thinking about it this way, why wouldn't you want to be on YouTube? I mean, why would you have to wait until you're 13? Why well, why, they, why does this kid have to wait 9 years to pop into a YouTube video? Well, first of all, the 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 number one profession dream job for kids for i don't know how many years running is youtuber like that yeah it's been a couple of years now yeah it's been years it's been at least like four years i think where mm -hmm. it, it it you know swapped from musician or astronaut or whatever <laughs> whatever it used to be i think it's been a long time since it was astronaut <laughs> yeah it's yeah. been like 40 years since astronaut <laughs> but um ever since we stopped going to the moon but uh so yeah, that's that is the world that kids grew up grow up in now. They all want to be YouTubers and I get that. But I don't know, man, like to me, parents can make their decisions. 
on their own decisions how to raise their kids. They can say, hey, no, you know, you don't get to have a cell phone until you're in, you know, middle school or or whatever, or maybe even high school. I don't know. Probably not. That but all these little kids these have days. tablets. All the kids have tablets. They can use all the messaging apps and and all of that. I mean, it, it's funny that, you know, a kid couldn't have a cell phone, but nobody actually makes calls anyway. You know, it's just, it's just texting and apps and Yeah, stuff. I know. And a kid can ride in a car, but he can't drive it until he's a certain age because he's not responsible. I don't, you know, cognitively uh, to handle the responsibility of driving a vehicle. And, and I think that some sort of similar thing not, shouldn't be instituted by law. That's absolutely not something that I believe. This shouldn't be some a kids law. are going to be ready sooner than others. Yeah, it shouldn't be legislation. Shouldn't yeah. be legislated, and it also shouldn't be for me to say how who you know, like Susie Johnson down the street, allow what her what she allows her kid to do. <laughs> You know, Susie, out, if you're listening, Kevin knows where you live. <laughs> I know where you live. And if you want your kid to have a YouTube channel, like go for it. I don't care. I'm just saying, I think it's me. Kevin Lieber thinks it's weird. When, when was you Kevin Lieber? When were you, when do you think you should have been on YouTube? So let's say you were living through all of this. At what age would you have been capable of handling all the things that, that come with being on YouTube. Cause you said before, you, you know, you mentioned 13 as a threshold. That's like, that's a YouTube and federal threshold for things. So that's why you chose 13. It wasn't completely arbitrary, but you personally, when do you think you were ready? Probably more like high school, I would say than middle school. I mean, I, 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 I'm sure it would have been fine in middle school, but man, mid, those middle school years are so rough. Even just, interpersonally in class, uh, you know, like amongst all of those like hormonal weird kids, like that age is so rough from like a growth perspective and a bullying perspective. And there's just like a lot of feeling out of like where your place is. I feel like that happens in those years that then allowing everybody in the world to be involved in that <laughs> seems like a nightmare to me. So I think once for, for me, probably once I got to high school, I had a better sense at least of how, of being comfortable with myself that I think I would have been able to handle, you know, the criticism better than I would have in like sixth, seventh and eighth grade. Does it make a difference that, an adult and especially somebody who's in the family. So it's not some outsider who, who they don't know. Does it make a difference that an adult is producing this content and overseeing it? Because how you just answered was kind of like, well, you know, could I be trusted to handle this if I'd hit record on a camera and uploaded it myself? This situation is a little different in that they're working with a responsible adult to do this channel. If how much of a difference does that make? Well, in terms of the the ramifications of it, I mean, I don't think any difference because look at what Timmy is doing. Like he's eight years old. He has no perspective on anything. He thinks he's a rock star and he's like bullying people that 
are like, please, sir, may I have another after somebody sits on his head because they look up to him so much. Like, that's not a good, healthy dynamic for anyone. And it just seems like kind of bad to me to allow that to further like blossom into growing this little ego monster who gets this power at such a young age that's totally warped. So when I started reading the messages, I was thinking like, oh, this is one of those channels that that has gotten pretty big because I mean, some of the some of the kids channel, many kids channels are just huge, like <laughs> with their view numbers and sub numbers. I mean, the biggest channel in the world is a kids channel. It's Ryan's Ryan's world. That's right. the biggest channel in in the world by far. Nothing is even really close in terms of like revenue and reach. And they have Ryan's World kiosks at Walmart. What? Have you yeah. seen this in person? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You walk into like the toy section of Walmart and, and like in the middle of the aisle is this massive like cardboard kiosk of Ryan's World and it's just stacked full of different toys with his face on it. Like it's gigantic. It's way bigger than YouTube. Oh, wow. I knew about the toothpaste deal that he'd signed sometime in 2019. I think it was with Colgate um, to en endorse toothbrushes or something. I mean, I forget the details of it, but I remember reading it and thinking, oh, that was a big one. Uh, the scope and scale of it was was just pretty big uh, for somebody who's nine or so. Uh, so, yeah, these channels, I'm thinking this going in, that it must be a channel with, you know, maybe 100,000 subs or something uh, where lots of people are paying attention. And I can get the fame that would come from that and uh, a kid's inability to process those numbers. To be honest, I follow people on on Twitter who are on YouTube who I would call friends who have that 100,000 range subs and and they don't know how to fully <laughs> you know <laughs> fully process it some of them are uh it hasn't hit them and they don't realize that a substantial number of people are interested in what's essentially their art and creativity and then an, another segment think that like the entire state of of Indiana is like holding their breath to watch every video that comes out, you know, so some are going over and some are going under. Uh, and that's adults who are in their twenties and thirties. So I can see that if you had one of those situations in third grade, you might not hit the mark on responding appropriately. Uh, but then I see that it's, that it's, a, you know, a hundred or so, uh, 200 subs. So it's been a little while since I got this story because the Kathy stuff popped up and we bumped this to talk about Kathy and new guy. When I first looked, the sub number was around 90. I forget if it was 88 or 96, but it was like 90 subs plus or minus five in the three weeks since that channel has doubled. So I go into this thinking it's a, a real level of fame no, at the time this happened, it was literally under 100 people, uh, however many of which are family, friends, and classmates. That's it. That's the entire ecosystem. There aren't kids in Brazil watching this. There aren't kids in Germany watching this channel. No way. This is like within the school district and some distant family, and that's it. And he's still a mini Mr. Beast. Well, that's because... 
that's his whole world. I mean, his whole world is going to class and being with his family. And if everybody in class, including his teacher and all of his family members are constantly saying, wow, you're, you're famous. You're so amazing. Oh my God. I can't believe how like funny and cute and talented you are. It doesn't matter that somebody in, you know, we're, we're only built to process. Go back to the Dunbar's number video. We're only really built cognitively to process around 150 or so relationships. I mean, like to genuinely process them. So this kid's got everybody within that 150 Dunbar's number range adoring him at eight years old. Like anybody, I don't care who you are, you're going to, you're going to think that that's the coolest thing ever, obviously. And you're going to think that you're amazing, obviously. And like you are a superstar. So I don't blame the kid one iota for thinking that he of course he does because it's true what i'm hearing then is that there's a measure like almost like a fame density where this kid's density of fame is incredibly high because it's everybody in that in that ecosystem yeah, it's full it's it's, it's full yeah his, so that his would fame be density like, is full it's to the top everybody he could possibly know and interact with that also knows him knows mm-hmm. about this youtube channel and thinks it's awesome and thinks he's awesome there aren't a lot of people with that level of fame density uh broadly in the world like if tom cruise walked down the street virtually everybody's going to recognize him and yeah. know what he does for a living there are not a lot of those Tom Cruise level people. I mean, there just aren't. And even on YouTube, like we go to VidCon and I, how many times have I had to ask you who somebody was? And as far as people go, you know, I'm probably in the top 1% of familiarity of what goes on on YouTube. Uh, you know, it's not like I'm, I'm a complete normie on this and I still don't know who a lot of the famous people are, you know, oh, so yeah. even up. People with 10 million subscribers. I mean, yeah, that happens to me as well. I'll be like, who is this? Oh my God, they have 12 million subscribers? Good Lord. (laughs) Right. Right. And so in that limited sphere, you go to an event that's only about that sphere. I work in that sphere. I still don't know who a lot of these people are. So it would be a different kind of thing if somebody with 150 people in their life, everybody knows all about this. So in a weird way, even though this, even though Timmy isn't famous, he's more famous than anybody. Oh. Like in a relative way. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a relative way. He's Elvis in his world. Absolutely. It's like being like the premier high school athlete where everybody knows you're the basketball guy or you're the soccer girl who's going to go play division one or something like that. That was my initial analogy in my head. I didn't say it out loud, but it re- but it definitely reminds me of a couple of kids that I grew up with who were that, who were the star athlete. And even at age like eight or nine, they were clearly better than everybody else at like Little League. And they had gigantic egos and they were little ego monsters. But they're also not broadcasting like our local Little League game for the entire <laughs> internet to potentially see and i guess that's kind of like the scarier element to me is like gosh if it's like this now and of course it is why wouldn't it be what would it be like if all of a sudden it does explode and all of these strangers are now watching it and you know 
Yeah. The subs start rolling in by the thousands and then you can't slow that train down. You know, as the dad or the mom or, you know, whoever's running the channel, all of a sudden you you will probably feel compelled to keep it going because it's so successful. You'd be really afraid at that point to pull the plug. And another analogy that popped in my head is just child actors are notoriously like have their lives ruined by being famous child actors. You know, I, from Drew Barrymore to Todd Bridges to wh- whoever, you know. Macaulay just, Culkin is a, a pretty good contemporary because he's super weirdo in a, in a cool way now, <laughs> but he had a rough go of it for a long time. Yeah, yeah, they all do because it's just such a warped upbringing and it's such a warped way to grow up that isn't in any way like congruent with <laughs> reality <laughs> that you, you, your mind gets really messed up by that. You said that you don't have any kids. Well, now Kevin, you have a son. He's around eight and his name is Timmy and he's a YouTube star. What do you tell this kid? What do you tell, what do you tell Timmy to get his mind right about what this is? what all of this really is. I mean, because, you know, I'm stumbling on it because he kind of, it seems like he kind of needs to understand that what he's doing doesn't matter to the world in the way that he seems to think it is. And and that's a, a pretty harsh way to put it, right? Like if you yank an eight-year-old aside and just say, hey, I just want to take a few minutes to tell you how little you matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's, that's probably the wrong way to go about it. Listen, son. It's But how do you every- put it in perspective for eight-year-old <laughs> Timmy? How do you put his YouTube fame and how to live with that in a normal way? Uh, how do you deliver that lesson? Like, what do you say there as a, as a parent? Well, I mean, look, if the kid really is being a bully because of the YouTube channel, like maybe the bullying would have happened anyway. And it wasn't like a direct result of like an inflated little child ego. And maybe he just had a bad day and he was being a jerk. I don't know. But if it was really influenced by the YouTube channel, then you're grounded from making YouTube videos for a while. Like, I don't see how you have any other choice other than to say, hey, look, no more YouTube uh, for, I don't know, an indeterminate amount of time. You know, that's up to the parent. But it seems like that's the easiest way to say, hey, we are like stomping out this fire before it grows and, you know, burns down all of Australia <laughs> and Australia here being you know, this kid's life and his school and his classmates. Like at some point you need to do some sort of kind of preventative work if things are getting out of control. It would be really interesting to know if the situation with the other kid would have played out the same if there was no YouTube channel. So uh, again, instead of choosing randomly some kid to bully, it wasn't like that. It was uh, the kid made fun of one of his friends. He defended one of his friends by pushing him down and sitting on his head. Um, Would he have intervened in that same way if he didn't think, well, I'm, uh, I'm the guy who has to take care of this. I'm, you know, the 
kind of celebrity here. It's my responsibility without the YouTube star level kind of mindset. Uh, would he have inter- like chosen himself to intervene? I don't know. I'm sure he doesn't know. I don't know. It's impossible to know because, you know, that sort of thing happens on playgrounds regardless of YouTube and has happened right. way longer than YouTube has been around. That's just kind of human nature and part of childhood is having conflicts like that. So that's why I say like it's pretty hard to parse out whether – like the degree to which this YouTube fame or whatever is causing a problem. But if you decide that it is causing a problem, then I think it's kind of up to the adults in the room to do something about the problem. One of the really tough portions of this, um, one of the tough portions of this for me is that you've got this, the other kid in the video, we haven't talked about Billy in a while because there's not a whole lot to talk about here. Uh, We did mention that he's very, very similar in age. You know, they've got to be at least nine months apart, says biology, but uh, they're not too much, you know, too much more than a year or two. Uh, again, I don't know the exact details, but that kid's doing fine. He doesn't ha- seem to have any of these problems. And that's he's in the same videos. He's at the same school. Um, doesn't sound like a very big school either. So he's in the middle of that same exact ecosystem that is a problem for one kid and isn't a problem for the other. How do you, how do you process that? How do you make sense of that? Well, I mean, that's just kind of human nature, isn't it? I mean, think of how many, you know, siblings you have, you have brothers and, you know, I have a brother and a sister and we're all pretty different, share a whole lot of DNA, but that doesn't mean, and we grew up in the same exact environment, but that doesn't mean we don't have a whole lot of differences between us. So I think certainly just because one kid can process it and the other one can't as well, that just kind of makes sense to me. I don't think that's too weird, but I will also say that I think it's perfectly fine if the other kid, you know, neither of them get to make YouTube videos because if one of them messes up, then then they're both punished. And that's also just kind of part of life. You know, whether you're on like a sports team or you're in the military or you're on a group project, it's like if one person screws up and it sinks the whole thing, that's just kind of part of life as well. Everybody needs to learn. Like, that's not a terrible life lesson either, I don't think. That would stink for Billy. Yeah, too bad. That's life, though. Too bad. Yeah, great. It sucks. So uh, now you learn from that. That's all I'm saying. Yes, it would suck. But again, too bad. I suppose that's that's fair in the sense that. uh, Well, no, I don't. I don't. I don't want to use the word fair on that because it's never fair to punish one person for the actions of another, right? But it does happen. Like you said, there are a lot of instances where. Uh, one person does something and through no fault of the other person's, they pay a bit of a price. You know, any partnership that happens. Uh, and that's, that's just reality. Um, that, so you've, you've talked about what Timmy could, could kind of do here. What could be said to Timmy, what a parent might say to him. What's, what do you think about the teacher aspect? Like the, it sounds to me like the school here, like the school culture of it has really vaulted this kid up. Um, I'm sure that the other kids think it's really cool that he's got YouTube videos and all of that, but there's another layer to 
the the fame on this that seems to be cultivated by <laughs> like by the teachers and stuff like that. Um, how often do you think that happens? Because the whole story on this kind of kind of threw me because I, I just I didn't think this kind of thing would be at play with an eight year old with ninety subs. No, but I think that now that we've kind of walked through why it is the way it is in terms of everybody that he knows and and everybody that knows him being obsessed with it or just being interested and supportive of it and thinking it's huge. I mean, it does make sense. I think the teacher making a big deal out of it seems like a terrible idea because you're, you're singling out and elevating this one student for something in a way that I don't remember like, look, you know way more about education than I do. I don't remember that really happening. Like, it certainly didn't happen where in third grade, because like Johnny Cheesecake had a great baseball game over the weekend, he comes <laughs> in with his baseball glove and like, you know, Mrs. Potato Chip singles him out as being the greatest baseball player. It's like, you're eight, you're eight years old. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Like all of the, you're just kids. You're just having fun. Like, why are you going out of your way to like praise just somebody having fun as a child in front of everybody? Like that, that seems unethical to me as like an elementary school teacher. I can recall occasionally somebody reading something in front of the class that was particularly good. You know, a teacher would, would have somebody kind of like read a thing in English or whatever. But that's that's an assignment that everybody was doing. I mean, it just happened to be a standout example of it. They celebrated that. That never struck me as being too odd. Um, this, These YouTube videos are obviously not part of any curriculum. You know, identifying Pokemon characters and stuff like that in a challenge. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> no, this, this is not this is not on the state test. Uh, but but it's it's cool, though, to celebrate a kid's achievement and creativity and all of that stuff. Can you do that without overdoing it? I don't know. It seems like if it's within school and it's within the confines of school and it's within the curric curriculum and the lessons, that's fine. But it, it does seem odd to me to bring something outside of school, inside the school, and just singling the person out over it. I can't think of an example of that other than kind of a sports one, but even sports has to do with school, you know? So it's an odd situation. And I feel like I've just sounded really cranky about this, this entire time, but it just goes to show, like, I find the whole, uh, like using kids on YouTube weird. I don't know. It just rubs me the wrong way. I find it, I find it, <sighs> Just, just, I don't, I don't want to say anything worse or different than weird. I just find, I just find it weird. It opens up a lot of questions and issues that I don't think, I don't think that we've encountered before. So the closest example I can think of is, is the sports stuff, but you just pointed out that's kind of relevant, you know, even if it's not a school sport, um, you know, the like little league and stuff like that is not 
officially school sanctioned, but everybody on the team is is from the school. You know, the, the kids at the school are participating in a, in most places. Can get a little tricky, like in cities with many many schools and overlapping uh, zones for little league and stuff. You can get teams where kids are from multiple schools and all that. But but in most places, it's pretty tightly community based. Talking about things that that happen with. You know, an outside thing is still kind of by default an inside thing. YouTube is probably not in that same category. But what do you do if all the kids are talking about it? These are great videos that are edited well. They're entertaining. Uh, you know, we've watched a couple. Uh, they're good. So if everybody in school is talking about what this one kid is doing, how do you just pretend like it doesn't exist? Just I, I don't know, because you have like reading assignments to go over and like math worksheets to do. Like it just has nothing to do with school. So w- just don't talk about it. I don't know. It's been a long time since I've been in school. I'm, I'm not a teacher. <laughs> I've never substitute taught before. But to me, it seems like you just go on with your day because there's no reason to just stop everything and watch frivolous YouTube videos, which I thought YouTube was banned in schools anyway. I thought that was a thing where, you know, YouTube um, was was not even accessible in a lot of these schools. I think that depends on the district. But but yeah, I mean, not everybody would be able to just pull up a video and, and broadcast it to an entire classroom. Um, so who do you think... Well, what do you what do you think they do at this point? Okay, what's the the main takeaway? Because you've brought up a couple different issues. One of which is is it a good idea to do this in the first place? And that's tough because it's totally kid dependent. It's totally family dependent. It's going to work out for some kids, and it's not going to work out for others. And in this case, it sounds like it's working out better for one of the two kids in the video than the other one. So it's a mixed bag right in that one channel. Mm-hmm. Um, but you called into question whether it was a good idea in the first place. Um, how do you proceed? What do you do? What do you do next year? Yeah. Yeah. That's just all on a, a case by case basis for sure. And I also want to just kind of reiterate that just because I feel like something's weird doesn't mean it is weird. And it also doesn't mean that that I'm going to go out of my way to advocate for stricter guidelines or rules or legislation or for YouTube to do X, Y, Z. Like, no, 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 no. Like that. Kevin wants everybody under 70 banned from YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Until 71, 71 and over. (laughs) Everybody younger than me (laughs) should be banned. (laughs) Um, It's so funny to me. Well, I don't know if, you know, funny is not the right word, but it's, it's intriguing to me that all of the issues you talked about apply just as much to all of the professional creators we know as they do to a third grader. You know, some people are cut out to handle this stuff really well. Other people are really not cut out to handle it. Oh, Um, absolutely. And there are very famous examples uh, that I think we could think of right off the top of our head of people who are adults who are not handling this stuff well at all <laughs> and yes if if we so, named names we'd get a lot of views <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes that is true but we <laughs> not in the business of doing that but you know the, if, the I, listeners if we can did fill in the cut blanks. a clip though 
yeah, if we cut some clips of the things that you've said about the problems here with the with eight year olds, nobody would think that you were talking about eight year olds. They think that you were talking about just anybody on YouTube. Right. And that's because all of this is really unnatural and weird and and new and unknown. And we're not built to handle, you know, receiving criticism from strangers all around the world who are anonymous. I mean, you know, we could go down the list of why we're not built to handle being online creators just as human beings. The question when it comes to kids just arises in, you know, as an adult, like how do you equip your kid for like what it is that they're doing and give them context for it. And there's just like a whole well full of extra problems, I think, that arise when you're talking about like an eight-year-old doing this. It's just – Right. We've talked about about difficulties with dealing with criticism, for example, and we've heard from from guests just a complete and total range of dealing with comments and criticism where some people – don't care at all. Like they're impervious to anything critical said about them. They just don't care. I don't feel like iDubs, for example, or Psychic Pebbles are going through their comments and feeling bothered by any of the mean ones. No. Maybe they are. And if they are, it's I doubt they're, it. they're keeping it very secret. Um, other people just don't want to have anything to do with it at all. They just, it's not that they can't handle it. They just don't want to it. They don't want to. Uh, they're just allergic to that feedback. So the entire range is in there. Um, that's tough for these successful professional adults. Mm -hmm. I imagine that's tougher when you're eight. But how do you equip anybody with, I, I don't know if it's skills, knowledge, I don't know what, you tell me, with what you need to put yourself out there and go about things in a healthy way so that you're not uh you're not a third grader with a probably undeserved swagger or you're not a 35 year old uh with with a channel that that you think the world hinges on so how do you just develop a healthy mindset whether you're 8 or 38 what do you need to be healthy is my question I don't know. I really don't. Have I, you figured I, it out? I have. I have don't you think figured anybody, out any of it? <laughs> I don't think. I don't think anybody knows. I mean, the one piece of advice that I do, that I really do find to be important, is I truly believe that before becoming a YouTuber, it's a really good idea to work a couple of jobs that are not that. Whether it's like, I don't care what it is, mowing lawns for a landscaping company or washing dishes at a restaurant or, you know, working as an assistant in an office, whatever it is, it really doesn't matter. But I think it's really important to not be in school because school is its own little weird fake world and to not be you know, with your family because your family is its own weird little fake world. You need to get out of both of those things and go into another weird fake world, which is the, the you know, the workforce where 
Nobody knows who you are. They don't care who you are. They want you to do a good job and to show up on time and they will pay you X amount of dollars and then you need to leave. And I think that the skills that you get from doing that go a long way in developing you as a person to be able to handle different types of failure that or success that I don't think you get in school or at home. So I do, uh, I do a bit of work with a company that, that works with YouTubers and you're always looking for who to work with next. Right. And there are a couple, there are a couple litmus tests that have turned out to be extremely useful. And I was talking to the guy who runs that company uh, a couple weeks ago about exactly this. And he said that there's a really, really big difference between the people who are trying to make a career of YouTube who have never held another job and the ones who have worked a shitty job. And it doesn't matter what that job is. Like maybe uh, they were in a service job. They uh, waited uh, tables. They worked in the back. Um, Just something that you wouldn't get out of bed and want to do. It's not your dream. Uh, it's you're doing it because it's it's a job and you want the money. You need the money. Uh, people who have worked a job, anything, it truly doesn't matter what it is. It just has to be a job that was hard and, and was not like thrilling and creative and dependent on you and your whims 100% of the time. If you've worked a job, the perspective that you have on all of this stuff is so, so much healthier and that rule, like, I don't think I've seen any exception to it. Have, have you? I mean, there's got to be somebody we know who's an exception, but like 99% of the people who, uh, who are healthy, have a healthy mindset with all of this stuff, come from <laughs> some experience that just sucked. <laughs> yeah. There's something well, that wasn't awesome. Think, think about the things that you have to do if you work like a retail job, for example. You have to deal with customers. You have to deal with strangers. They are strangers to you and you are a stranger to them. They don't owe you anything, but you probably owe them something because of the role that you're in and you need to bend over backwards to make them happy, even if they're crazy and even if they're wrong and even if they're irrational. And guess what? It doesn't matter. Do you want to get fired? No, because you need the paycheck to you know pay your rent or whatever it is. There, It's just you're, you're in a scenario that's impossible to recreate at home or in school where you just, yeah, like you said, you have to do things you don't want to. You have to deal with people you don't want to. Maybe you don't like them. Maybe you work in a kitchen and you hate one of the people that you work with. Well, too bad. They're not going anywhere and neither are you. And you're both stuck like on a sweaty line, you know, cooking meat next to each other for the next like eight hours. And then you have to clean the kitchen for another two after that. And you're going to do that like five nights a week. (laughs) Like it's just not possible to recreate the skills and kind of like the, I don't know, just the experience and the personality development that you achieve through doing that. So and that that's something guess what guess who else do, you cannot possibly have an 8 year old 
eight-year-olds can't have jobs anymore. <laughs> they can't sweep chimney. Yeah, what anymore. Kevin wants this yeah. child to do is uh, become a chimney sweep. Yeah. Like some Dickensian, Dickensian eight-year-old who's already worked for six years <laughs> in a <Yeah>. coal mine. <laughs> in a coal mine. I mean, like, those tunnels aren't that big. Like, it helps if you're little. <laughs> but do you think that's a viable solution, though, that uh, you could look at this and say, well, hey, if he got involved in something else, something else that was hard, where he wasn't famous, where it's not even possible for somebody to stand out in that way, the equivalent of of a job for an eight year old, you know, the, the, the functional equivalent, social equivalent, um, just an activity where he got some of this perspective. Do you think that would help? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Maybe like um, martial arts or something like that. Something that was rigorous and like discipline oriented and and difficult where you are in the same class where other people are better than you. Other people are stronger than you. Other people are more athletic than you. Maybe they're smarter than you. Like you're not the best. Um, I think that that helps everybody grow. Anything uh, with kind of a humbling encounter then? A humbling encounter. Yeah, for sure. That's – a I mean, if somebody has a massive ego, I think the best thing that they could encounter is a humbling en encounter. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he could learn a language. I mean, I don't know how tough that ever was for you, but it's the most difficult area for me. You know, and by default, when you start to do that, you're just terrible. You're so awful. You, yeah. You don't know anything. You're a baby. I mean, you are a dumb baby. <laughs> <laughs> You're you a dumb baby that can't speak a language and doesn't even pay taxes. Yeah. So, uh, but no, just something that uh, I, d I don't want to be cruel about it, but like knocks him down a couple pegs, <laughs> right? Uh, sounds like it might be a useful thing here. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think so. I think that's useful for, for everybody for sure, because no matter how good you are at one thing, there are a million things you're terrible at. And I think it's helpful to have yeah. that perspective. Well, this is 2020, isn't it? Yeah. This is where we're at. Primary school ego monsters uh, after hundreds of YouTube views. And it's just the beginning. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> just going to get crazier from here. I don't know. We'll see. It'll be interesting to see how YouTube deals with it moving forward because clearly they have made a lot of changes just as of late. And I have a feeling that those, these will not be the end of the changes in regards to YouTube and, and kids under the age of 13. So I feel bad for the companies and the adults that are having their, their channels and their livelihoods and their businesses just totally dismantled by, by COPPA. But you know, at the end of the day, it's it's hard for anybody to build a business on YouTube and, and, and make that their only revenue stream. I know we talk about diversifying and we talk to a lot of creators who talk about diversifying that stuff a lot. And I think this is probably the biggest example and the latest example of how important that is. You know, I mean, we know a lot of companies like College Humor, uh, for example, <laughs> who I... I, they, they're gone. And a lot of that has <laughs> to do gone, with yeah. how much they invested in Facebook. It's not even a YouTube thing. But College Humor in, right. in, invested so heavily in Facebook because they're like, okay, Facebook is where the audience is. There are a billion people on Facebook. Let's just go there. And then 
you know, Facebook just changes an algorithm so that college humor videos don't show up in your feed anymore because they want more baby photos. And guess what? A hundred people are out of a job now. So, and the user base changed too. When college humor went all in on Facebook, uh, you know, 18 to 25 year olds were the primary users of Facebook. Everybody was on there. That was the only thing you were on. I mean, I remember 10 years ago, uh, signing up for Twitter and nobody else was on Twitter. <laughs> like I didn't yeah. know anybody in real life who was on Twitter. It was, you know, I, I would follow like professional accounts and things like that. It was a work thing for me. So there was no other place to be. They jumped in, um, the audience left them and the algorithms changed and the metrics, the meaning of the metrics changed revenue changed. Well, all of a sudden college humor is no more. So yeah, everything is based on a ton of things that you can't really control and you can only hope to make the right moves to get ahead of them or at least minimize the damage. But the cool thing here with this Billy and Timmy story is that we're definitely going to be able to give an update in a few months. I'm curious, you know, I'm going to follow up on this and see what happened. The timing of this is such that uh, the the incident here with with uh, oh let's give a name to the kid who who got pushed down. Let's give him a really good name. It can't be like Billy and Timmy level. Aloysius. Aloysius sounds like a kid who should get pushed down though. Well, that's what I that's why it came to mind. <laughs> <laughs> that's who gets pushed down, sat on his head, and then says, "Please, <laughs> sir, may I have another?" That's Aloysius. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> all of this happened just before the winter break because before uh before I called you on this so so like an hour ago um I shot a message to the person who who relayed all of this to me and said hey is there any update on this he said well, well no it's the holiday break there is no school everybody went home you know I I think they looked like they made a video or two which is cool uh but nothing new so they're back to school now and I think that in a few months, we're going to be able to give an update on this uh, to see how it's worked out. Because when you're eight or nine or 10, three months, it's an eternity. It is an <laughs> yeah. eon. Yeah, it's like 5% of your life up until that point. I remember people saying that they'd been dating other ones, like in seventh grade or something, like, oh, they've been together a month. Oh, my God. That's forever. You know, now I think of a month, <laughs> just like, oh, I've had those avocados in the fridge for a month. That's no big deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the update on this. Yeah, we'll do We'll do an update. And, uh, you know, if anybody listening has their kids on YouTube, you know, more power to you. Do your thing. Uh, I'm not uh, suggesting that you shouldn't. It's fine for you. Whatever's fine for you. Do you? And uh, I will continue to think that it's weird, but the you know that's okay. That's just my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I am sincerely interested in in what people think about this one because I can see so many different perspectives on it. Like we do read all the comments, uh, leave something about it, um, pop in the Discord, say something about it. Uh, I'm, I'm really curious because again, we got parent perspective, which neither of us are parents. So we're not looking at it that way. Um, we're older guys, so we're not watching kids content we we can't look at it legitimately from the consumer of the media perspective or, or family content. You know, I'm not looking at it 
I'm not watching family content. Right. Uh, like as a, a mother, seeing what this mother is going through, like I ain't doing any of that. I don't care. I all, I just find it all strange. I'm way outside <laughs> all of this. Um, so yeah. So and if we you're got inside on, it, let us yeah. know what 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 your perspective is on it for sure. I'm open. We to got hearing. online too with with creative stuff well into adulthood. Yeah. Old. You know, so we're, we're there olds. literally is nothing in this situation that we identify with no. other than the problems that we think are completely um, equivalent no matter what age you are. A couple of those. Yeah. But the rest of the situation, I am totally uh, open to hearing anything about it, being wrong about any of it. Uh, and, I, and I'm sure there are a lot of different answers. So I absolutely hope we get some of those. Yeah, yeah. This is one of the few episodes where I feel like, wow, we're weirdly out of touch <laughs> with the thing that we're talking about. So, um, but that's what, you know, that sometimes makes for interesting discussions. So I hope that this was an interesting discussion for you. Let us know what you think, comment, and uh, discord and all of that stuff. We will be back soon with some um, juicy stuff on the horizon that we're working on. So stay tuned for that. We've got some good guests in the pipeline and some pretty good topical topics. Yeah, yeah. It's all coming your way soon. You'll hear it with your earballs. Until then, see you, Space Cowboys. Thanks for listening to The Create Unknown. If you liked what you heard, and I certainly hope that you did, please subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast and leave us a review on Podchaser and Apple Podcasts. Those reviews really go a long way. While you're at it, you can also watch the video version of this show on youtube.com slash thecreateunknown. Check out our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash thecreateunknown. You can get the full episode. You can join the Idea Baby Gang, become one of the known access creator services. There's a lot going on on our Patreon. It's all part of phase three of TCU. So go to patreon.com slash thecreateunknown. Follow us on social media. We tweet at Create Unknown. We're on Facebook and Instagram at The Create Unknown. You can follow me, Matt, and the show on Podchaser for podcast updates. You can also find a link to our Discord in the show notes. We love our Discord because we get to talk to you and you get to talk to us. So join our Discord. Our website is thecreateunknown.com. The Create Unknown is an unknown media production. We've been your hosts, Kevin Lieber and Matt Tabor. Check out what we do on YouTube at Vsauce2 and on Twitter at KevLieb and Tabor TCU. Links in the show notes. This episode was edited by Zalgaloo. Our theme song is by the incredible Mega Drive. Special thanks to Paula Lieber, Mo Lewitt. Until next time, see ya, Space Cowboys.